0: believing in jesus is not enough you have to act as well and if you are a believer and you use this movie as propaganda you better be ready to take the journey with them
1: welcome to the dismantle creating community not converts hello and welcome to the dismantle a show for community not converts i'm your host joey Each week, we attempt to dismantle or take apart an issue that has the potential uh, or previously been problematic in the church by having a dialogue with a guest that has insider experience with the subject. Now, we're not always going to agree, but we won't argue, and the goal is to understand and gain perspective by sharing our views in a way that builds bridges, but not barriers. This week, our guest is Chris North. Chris is a husband, musician, podcast host, and comic book expert. He hosts a podcast called Sanctum Sanctorum, where comics and Christ culture collide, as they review comic book films in search of spiritual content. Chris, welcome to the Dismantle. Well, thank you for
0: having me. It I'm is, excited to be here.
1: It is uh it is nice to kind of be on this end of the uh, podcasting with you, seeing as Sanctum was our thing. And now
0: Right. Well, it's it's a little it's a little weird because now it feels I mean, I know it's meant to feel like an interview yeah. on a topic. It's a little weird to not just be like Okay, so we both saw this movie. Let's <laughs> let's talk about. I uh, was a good, was a bad, yada yada. So it's a little weird to feel like okay, I'm just here to answer questions yeah. about a topic <laughs> and plug my own stuff. And it's a it's a little it's a little different. But uh, it's but we'll be fun. Uh, we'll
1: we'll bend we'll lean into the curve, as absolutely, uh, as uh, they say. So, Chris, how did you get introduced to
0: church and faith? What's your background with that? Well, I grew up in church and faith. My dad is a pastor. And my mom was always like a church secretary. My parents were involved in doing the uh, Christmas cantatas and the, okay. Christ, the kids' Christmas play, doing Awana, doing youth group, doing the worship team. You name so it, they did it. You you name it. My family was a part of it. And the church – now, I've been to a lot of churches mm-hmm. uh, as my family has moved several times. My dad has been a lead pastor, an adult ministries pastor, an education pastor, all that kind of stuff, a worship leader. And I've kind of run the gamut of church experiences. You know, I've, we grew up in a church where it was Sunday morning service, Sunday night service, Wednesday service, Friday night youth group or kids club or whatnot. The VBS week, constant. You know, all every everything. You know, my sister went to Awana, while I went to youth group, and it was. And then we've done where it was only Sunday mornings. We did one where it was only Saturday nights. It was, Mm. you know, so I've kind of run the gamut of growing up in church. And I was a part of of all of it. Yeah. You know, I I knew all the answers. I know all the Bible stories. I could do, uh, what would you call it? Not not Bible roulette, the one where you. Sword uh, drills? Yeah, sword drill. That's it. Yeah. Where it's (laughs) like, find John chapter 14, verse two. Go. Boom. Which
1: is an anxiety attack for little kids trying to find Bible verses. Oh, but I knew it. I bet you. I did knew it. where the hell I, it was. I, I, I got it. I did the same. So now, where would you say you're at it at a uh, personal level with faith, with church? Now, having you know grown up with it, but now maybe do, do you adhere to it as closely, or is, has there been more of a journey? Um,
0: because I've I've gone through. You know, because like I said, I've kind of run the gamut of church environments and church experience. I spent four years working with Youth with a Mission, Mm -hmm. which is a very um, uh, mission-oriented and uh, charismatic group. Um, And you know, making friends through uh, theater experiences and uh, being in the the punk music scene Mm -hmm. in New Jersey. I have kind of redeveloped my faith. Now when you say faith and church, where I'm at with those with faith, I have very strong faith. You know, I believe in God, I believe in Jesus. Um you know, I I believe in the gospel message of salvation yeah. and I you know that that is a a major part of my life. With church, I struggle a lot more. Mm. I feel like there are a lot of problems in the church. Many of which get kind of swept under the rug and we don't want to deal with them. I also feel like the problems that the church likes to focus on are like, these are the the sins or these are the the ways that people live that are real bad. But these ones don't matter as much. So we're not even going to deal with them. But if it comes to you being gay or we're going to talk about how you spend your money or we're talking about how... You're involved in church instead of reaching out to people. Yeah, that's the stuff that's real bad, and I think that's a real problem that nobody wants to talk about. But we're not going to talk about and nobody grieve. wants to deal with. We're not
1: going to talk about gossip. We're, we're not, not going to talk, talk about gluttony. gluttony. We're not going to yeah. talk
0: about any. We're not going to talk about the stuff that people still deal with. Yeah, totally, and struggle with. But we're gonna. But we're gonna pick and choose the sins that we think God says. Man, that one's real bad. Exactly. So. So I struggle with church yeah. culture. I have a real problem with it, I'm with and you. I think differently than a lot than most of my family. I would mm. say,
1: okay, you know, has that so. been has that
0: been uh, problematic for you? I don't talk to a lot of my my dad's side of the family. Are very conservative Baptist Christians. Okay. Like we wear dresses to church. We wear suit oh, and tie. Okay. to church we play hymns on the piano and sometimes the guitar. That's about as far as it goes. If we're feeling it. Right. And that's only if it's spirit led. <laughs> yep. My mom's side of the family are drunken Irish Catholics. Nice. And that's only for Christmas and Easter if we get up on time kind of thing. Okay. So my, my, fam- my, my immediate family was very much kind of in the middle of that, you mm-hmm. know, not as conservative as the North side, but not as wild as the O'Callaghan side. Yeah. You really had the spectrum. And, I'm now, I think, very different in my way of thinking from my sister and my parents sure. as far as what I believe about certain pieces of doctrine or certain ways of thinking yeah, yeah. socially and politically. Um, so I I think I'm – I stand apart from all three of those w- uh, viewpoints. Yeah. So – No, that's really cool.
1: Um so our topic today on The Dismantle is the topic of Christian films. Uh, now, oh, boy. Now, given the fact that you and I have done over 30 episodes on, on Sanctum reviewing movies, specifically comics, you're no stranger to the realm of storytelling through the art of film. Right. Now, a true cinephile will take all mediums into consideration, crossing genres and uh, taking all medium opportunities as a chance to view film, even if they're Jesus-flavored. Absolutely.
0: What is your experience with Christian film? My my dad instilled in me growing up a deep love of movies. Okay. I, I I collect movies. Now I was gonna say, where did that love? I my, my dad loves movies. So I grew up watching old musicals, classic movies like The Prisoner of Zenda, Jaws, Star Wars, nice. you know, the stuff from the 70s and 80s, mm-hmm. and as far back as the, the 40s and 50s, you know, the old old uh, the Golden age of Hollywood. You Silver got Age of Hollywood. Citizen Kane. You got Wizard of Citizen Oz. Citizen Kane, Wizard of Oz, Sound of Music, yeah. uh, Singing in the Rain. You know, I grew up loving all those film. movies. Uh, so that into today, I tend to, to watch everything. Mm-hmm. I watch the good stuff. I watch the bad stuff, the stuff that appeals to me, the stuff that doesn't, because I want to be informed. Sure. And I love the art of storytelling. I think that every movie you watch... You can take something from, even if it's, you know, you take a movie like The Room, which is regarded mm. as one of the worst movies ever made. Right. You can see, though, that Tommy Wiseau in that movie is was passionate. This was his passion project. Sure. Now, it was horrible yeah. and hilarious, <laughs> but he, he wanted to see this done. He felt so strongly about yeah. it. So I think that, you know, movies make you feel stuff that mm. you don't get. Anywhere else, and you know, you see someone's interpretation of a story. Christian movies. Growing up, I watched the kids' Christian movies. You Mm -hmm. know, I watched, you know, your your Veggie Tale movies and you know that kind of thing. Um, but there weren't as many like quote unquote Christian movies as there are now. We didn't have pure flicks. Yeah. Growing up. We had Christian bented animated movies, and then you had like your Disney and Nickelodeon movies. Right. Which were which in my house, at least, were were fine. You know, we could watch any of the Disney movies, any of the, you know, stuff made for families and kids. Yeah. The earliest Christian movie experience I have is a movie that was made in the seventies called A Thief in the yes. Night. Yes, I'm so glad you brought this up. Uh, it was. It's. It's. <laughs> um, it's horrifying. It's. It's. it's t- I. Rem- I specifically remember a scene where the the lead, uh, the lead, the female lead uh-huh. wakes up. Hearing her husband's uh, like buzzer, like, a, you know, like shaver. Yeah. And real thing. quick,
1: for those of you who don't know what a thief in the night is, it is a uh, it's a rapture movie. It, yeah, it's a, it's a depiction of what the revelation theory of the rapture would look like within the 1970s storytelling arc. It's not
0: good. Which was right around the, the Jesus movie. Yeah, it's and it's it's Jesus a lot freaks of freaks
1: and all that. It's a lot of fear. <laughs> Uh, there's a lot of uh w- speculation and none mm. of really none of it, in my opinion, maybe maybe you disagree with me, but none of it can actually be found biblically. There's a couple cherry-picking verses to Yeah,
0: it's not not exactly because Revela- yeah. revelation is often debated as sure. is this all poetry, is this all uh a hallucination? You know, ver- verbatim of John, word right. for word, was it metaphoric, you know? So yeah. they're But the, the idea, if you're familiar with Christian culture today, it was, it was the seventies version of left behind. Exactly. You know, people who believed in God disappeared and, you know, their clothes were left on the floor because they went up to heaven naked. Of course. And, you know, it's this, what, what the thoughts and survival is like for the people who are left. Behind. in essence it was to basically scare you shitless yeah that you should
1: believe in Jesus so this doesn't happen
0: to right. you right a thief in the night is one of the earliest Jesus propaganda movies okay now talk to me about propaganda you and
1: I had talked about it pro- privately but uh, there's a difference between telling biblical stories
0: Christian movie stories and propaganda mm-hmm. can you can you uh, decipher that a little bit For me, I when I look at movies, I divide them into categories. I love categorizing things. I know that there are like the top 10 greatest movies ever made. Those are different than my top 10 favorite movies. Absolutely. Because those may not be well regarded by critics, but I personally have a great time with them. I enjoy them, you know, whatever. So for Christian movies, to me, there are propaganda movies and faith-based movies. Okay. Martin Luther, who, Mm -hmm. you know, is famous for the 95 thesis. He challenged the church. So it's a movie about a man with deep faith and martyrdom and, and how that faith impacted his life. Sure. Which is different than a movie like A Thief in the Night or the very popular God's Not Dead trilogy. Oh, yeah. Which are, which are for us, by us movies. Boo boo. They're exactly. That's exactly what they are. They're made by Christians so that Christians don't have to feel challenged by art. Oh,
1: I love that you're going into this.
0: So unreal. It's it's completely unrealistic uh, depictions of yes, the Jesus guy wins in the end, and Mm -hmm. the atheist or the the person who doesn't love God really they really stick to them. They get what's coming to them. It's like, that's, that's garbage to me. I, I totally agree I, with you. I can't, I'll, I'll feel guilty if I don't say that, look, every movie that exists is, is effective to someone. I'm not saying sure. that a person can't watch something like God's Not Dead and not be emotionally affected by it because of where they're at. With their thinking or yep. their feeling or their faith. But as far as a movie goes, as far as artistic expression goes, it sucks. So what What do you think is the biggest difference in
1: a film like God's Not Dead and a film like Gladiator? I get that they're worlds apart, mm-hmm. but you can very easily tell – a Christian movie, just like you can very easily tell. You and I have talked about this. We play find the Christian radio station. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is scroll, and you can instantly find it. Absolutely, you can do the same with movies.
0: So, what is the difference? Like, can you pinpoint it? I mean, I w- I would say the difference. You know, it's e- it's easy to say the difference is that well, with Christian movies, you're not going to find, uh, you know, any bad language. You're yeah. not going to find. You're going to find little to no violence. You're going to find you know you're not going to find the things that are in most other hollywood movies. Sure. I think the biggest thing though is that you will find an unrealistic depiction of what faith and living mm. in the real world is like. Yeah. If you look at a movie like Gladiator or like The Passion of the Christ or like yeah, uh, let's take uh, Luther. These are movies about people who have tremendous and supernatural faith. Mm-hmm. You see depictions of Jesus. You see depictions of God. You see depictions of miracles. But you watch it with like, here's a person who, that you know, the people who are involved in this movie believe in this. They understand yeah. what what this faith is like. Whereas, you know, when you take some of these propaganda movies, pretty much anything by Kirk Cameron mm-hmm. and, and, and pure flicks, the problem is that it is completely unrealistic to the way the real world is. Yeah. You know, if you take, if you take a movie like Courageous. You have these. Did you listen to Good Christian Fun? I, I, I did. Yeah, okay. I did hear that episode, but I, I had already had this on my mind right. when when uh, you know I was I was planning for this episode. The, the facing the giants, the fireproof, the, exactly. the courageous it's, war room. It's these things where it's like, okay, that's it's a really nice fluff piece. It makes you feel good. It it can, but for me, it's cringeworthy because right. it's like this is not realistic. Right. Like, you look it's, at it's just not.
1: Specifically with those films, and not to trash them because I agree with you, there are a lot of people that, that deeply resonate with, with those themes and with that movie mm-hmm. and, and that type of storytelling. Specifically with Courageous, there's not a lot that necessarily was a spiritual problem. You're just being a dick. Yes. With Fireproof, you got an issue that you need to talk to a counselor about. You don't need a love dare.
0: Yeah, I mean, there, there's, there's this right. Very I'm, adi- narrow- I'm addicted to porn because I don't know how to love my wife, and I want to save for a boat. Like, it's, right? Like it's, it's this completely asinine. It's so dumb. Plot, like, be realistic, like. I have an addiction to porn so I don't know how to love my wife because right. psychologically that has affected me so deeply mm-hmm. that I don't know how to be with my wife anymore and I need to work with her to repair that I need to go to counseling to see what the root of that problem is that's more that movie realistic that movie won't sell though It won't sell to Christians yeah. definitely right because then we have to actually feel right we have to actually feel and we actually have to t- you know we actually have to talk about The uncomfortable, Mm. you know, when, when, if you've, if you've seen fireproof, he sits at a computer and an ad pops up that says, would you like to chat with one of our ladies or something like that? It's like, okay, if, if you have an addiction to porn and I mean, we're both, we're both guys, we've both, you know, struggled with porn as, you know, growing up as teenagers and men. That that's not realistic. No. I'm not I'm not going to sit there and look at that ad and be like, "Oh man, should I click on that?" You go right. knowing what you want. It's
1: a private thing. It's, it's a cell phone thing. I mean, even the the entire, and I don't want to tear apart the entire movie, but the entire premise oh, of how how he becomes I don't want to say tempted, but the scenario that he finds himself in is
0: completely unrealistic. It's it's un it's unrelatable, which yeah. I think is Worse than being unrealistic. I mean, we live in a world with superhero movies and science fiction movies. All those things are unrealistic, but you can relate to the struggles of those characters. You can relate to the journey that those characters take throughout the course of the Mm -hmm. movie. I think unrelatability is the bigger problem than unrealistic. And I
1: think, uh, speaking to that, I think that's one of the reasons why I got 15 minutes, 20 minutes into God's Not Dead and turned it off. Because I said, I've been to college. This was not my reality. Mm -hmm. College was a very influential and accepting time for me to share my beliefs. And people were nice for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there
0: were differences of opinion, but no one was a dick. And also if the way it's being portrayed, even if the basic like bones of, of that scenario were true, where like you have a professor that is. Teaching the idea of philosophy and that there can't be a higher power, there isn't intelligent design. Mm-hmm. Nobody's gonna make you sign a paper that says right. <laughs> God is dead or you fail this class, yeah. And you're gonna stay, then, like, honestly, just drop the class right. if that's the case, and also report that guy because Absolutely. that's, uh, you know, definitely, um, uh, like religious persecution. Against in, anyone of faith, not just Christians. And I
1: guarantee Muslims you. Muslims and
0: Jews should report that guy
1: too. That's another thing. I, I, I'm glad you brought that up. What do these Christian films actually say about other religions, whether it's um, subconscious
0: or overt? The one In the ones that I've seen, they tend to avoid those conversations. Mm-hmm. If they have them in the very Basic, basic, like simplistic form. Sure, it's that they're you're you know you're wrong and we're right with yep. no real discussion about it, no real explanation as to why that might be true. Mm-hmm. But in my in my experience with these movies, they tend to just avoid it yeah. because it's a hard thing to talk about. They don't want to talk about the hard stuff. They wanna they want to flirt with the idea of the hard stuff, like pornography or like in Courageous they want to flirt with the idea of gang violence they want to flirt with the idea of uh, marital problems you know but Mm -hmm. they don't want to deal with the reality you know you look at a movie like Fireproof and you hold it up against a movie like Revolutionary Road Mm. with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet which is has a similar plot of like here's this couple that looks good from the outside but in their home there is nothing but but the uh, you know, the butting of heads, there's yeah. so much anger and resentment and how to get past yeah. this anger in their relationship. And it's a story that everybody who's in any kind of relationship can relate to of like, you're not hearing me because I'm not hearing you. And yeah. we're just going around in this circle. Why can't we make a challenging movie that has a basis in faith? Why can't we make a movie that people can actually relate to? Yeah. What what the real world is like, like, mm-hmm. why, why does having sweat? I'm not, you know what? I'm not even talking about, you know, we need to see blood and guts. We need sure. to hear F bombs dropped. No, you can make but a good movie, but you can, you can make a good movie and not have that stuff in it, but you have to tell a real story, a relatable yeah. story, not something that's so unbelievable that it's like in what, in what you're not even establishing a world where this is what happens. This is it's It seems like a very narrow form of Christianity. Like, it, oh, it absolutely is. It, it's only is.
1: exclusive to a very conservative Southern flair.
0: That's the perfect word to use. It is exclusive mm-hmm. to people to only certain people within the church, which is hilarious because you'd think
1: with so many denominations, so many different. Uh, views on God and views on religion. You'd think that there would be movies that would, f- would lean in different directions,
0: but every single one of these is so, is, is so bound by this structure. It's because nobody wants to do that. You know, it, I think that this is a great idea. Yeah. You know, you want to, you want to use a movie as an outreach. Sure. Okay. You want to make a movie that is like, why, why watch a movie with all this? All this crassness in it, all this sexuality in it, all this violence in it here's here's a movie that has a positive message has has a basis in faith can help you have you know can help elicit conversation, mm-hmm. but that's not what this is these These movies are not doing that yeah. It's all it's doing is isolating because this is not appealing. This is not going to be appealing to someone outside of the church. Right. Because their opinion, if you take God's not dead. So I don't believe in God. So I'm the villain of the movie. Exactly. This is not a movie about two people who think differently and have a conversation about it and exactly. how that faith affects experiences in their life. This is right this off is the bat. You're the good, the bad guy. This is a good guy versus a bad guy. Yeah. And he's a bad guy because he doesn't believe in God. That's
1: why he's a bad guy. Now, let's take that film specifically. You journey down. I actually did finish it, but you journey down a little bit, and then you find out that the quote-unquote villain, the professor, his mom died. Right. Okay. That's a conversation that a Christian should be able to enter into, one that says – I want to walk you through that. I want to discuss with you. Can you tell me about your pain with that? Can you tell me about your hurt? And then you have a perfect opportunity, if you so choose, to say Jesus has been a provider of peace and comfort for me in loss. Right. That's not what this does. This says, "Don't you dare touch my Bible, because the Bible fixes
0: everything." It's argumentative. It's argumentative. It's a, it's a movie that is nothing but argument. It takes no time. To understand, the, mm. the Christian character, the, the kid, I don't even remember the kid's name, but he takes no Sir time to, to understand why the the professor feels the way he does about God, about faith, about religion. Right. When as, as believers, that's what we should be doing. We should mm-hmm. not be going in guns blazing, you know, shoot first, shoot second, shoot some more, and then when everybody's dead, try to ask a question. Right. That should not be our reaction to this it should be like yeah i want you to sign a paper that says god's not dead it's like you know i don't feel comfortable doing this why can you explain this a can, little bit can more you explain why signing this paper would have an impact on this class which another thing i'm glad you brought it up like
1: it really doesn't have um it, it doesn't play into the story other than being the story there's no there's no bearing on the actual plot, other than this is the plot. It's like the, the the directors and the writers said, okay, so what we're gonna do is we're gonna have a kid who goes to college. He's gonna be a little bit naive, and he's still kind of walking through his Bible journey. And then he comes in contact with the villain, and the villain's gonna say, "You have to say that God's not dead."
0: It's a dumbass story. Oh, it's a terrible story, which goes back to this: you cannot relate to it. Yes. I don't think there is anyone that I have never had an experience of telling someone that I'm a Christian or that I believe in Jesus. And I tend to avoid that word anyway and have them say, you're what? (laughs) Listen, you son of a gun. Yeah. All right. I've, I, I I have friends who, um, are members of the church of Satan. Mm -hmm. They are as far from religion, far from traditional. You know, God based religion as you can possibly be. Now, have we joked about the fact that I'm a pastor's kid and they, you know, one of them is a tattoo artist and they say, man, I would love to, I would love to (laughs) tattoo, you know, Lucifer is the light on a pastor's kid. That would be like a notch in my bedpost. Yeah. Yeah. We can, we can joke about that stuff. We've joked about how they won't do Ouija board stuff around me because I'll cast the demons out. Yeah. Because we've established a relationship where we can. Have that conversation. But when they found out that I was, you know, a follower of Jesus, it wasn't like, whoa, whoa, we can't have a relationship with someone yeah. like that. You might, I don't know, care about me too much. I I, I don't know. And that's what these films suggest. Absolutely. They suggest uh, that if you admit to being a Christian, you are immediately going to come under fire. So where do you think that came Not from? reality. Where,
1: where, where do you think that fear, that uh, ignorance stems from?
0: I think it stems from. I mean, it it could stem from you know there there are stories overseas, of course, of martyrs and of people who genuinely have to fear for their life, yeah, because of what they believe, you know when they're when they're in a religious dictatorship, mm-hmm. you know they have to rip pages out of the Bible and pass them on secretly so that they have the information. Yeah, maybe it comes from there. I think, honestly, that Christians are just focused on this fear-based mentality, this this us versus them mentality. And this mentality that because of the way the world is, because of the way society is, because of the way Hollywood is and how they depict us, Mm -hmm. we are are being persecuted. When in actuality, nobody cares. Like... I'm, I'm not saying that your faith is not important. I'm not saying that the gospel is not important. But if you tell someone on the street, hey, you know, I believe in God, you, the reaction you will get 99% of the time is, uh, all right. Which is silly because... Or me too.
1: Because I guarantee you none of these people have ever... Uh, the, I shouldn't say none. Most of these people probably. The Most of which people? The directors, the oh, writers, okay. the stars, the... um. The promoters. None of these people have actually come in contact with someone who does not believe.
0: Oh, I, probably. I, I think,
1: hands down, no one has a gay friend. No one knows an atheist. No one has ever dialogued
0: with somebody who's agnostic. Right. All you have is stories of right. people, and and they're sensationalized stories. Yep. And then the ignorance continues. But even more than the ignorance, I think the for me, the biggest problem in the world, and I think that you know you probably have this same idea as an artist of any kind, if you're oh, a musician, yeah. an actor, a filmmaker, and you believe in God and you believe in in you know God created the world, God designed the human body, he designed our emotions, we serve a God who is the most creative being. In the world, mm-hmm. how dare we bring anything less than our creative best, and pre- and slap Jesus's name on it and present that as this is me serving God? Yeah, with a piece of shit.
1: Yeah,
0: it's like you know you you can't you can't do that. Yeah, if you're not doing your very best and you're not taking the time to write a script that says something powerful that touches people on an emotional level Mm -hmm. or challenges them or makes them uncomfortable. That's what a good movie does. It challenges the norm. You want people to talk about your movie. The Passion of the Christ is one of the best examples of a quote unquote Christian movie because it made people uncomfortable. Right? People were uncomfortable with the violence. Most people do not watch that movie more than once or twice because it is Unpleasant to sit through, right? You're even if you don't believe in the supernatural aspect of Jesus, you're watching a man beaten to death because of what he's teaching. Yeah, you're watching a man flogged and, and hung and tortured and mutilated. Hmm. That makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, it makes me feel something. God's not dead makes me laugh, right? Fireproof makes me laugh because it is just absurd. Hmm. It's absurd, it's not even. It's not even fluff at that point because it's just completely unrelatable. There was a film uh, back in
1: 2008. Uh, I, I'm a I, – or I was a big DC Talk fan, uh, and I always gravitated towards Kevin Max, mm-hmm. uh, one of the Holy Trinity. And uh, so he left. He started doing his own thing as they all did, and he started doing more of a – uh, a secular, uh, really weird type of music, which I, I still love because his music and his voice is phenomenal. And in 2008, he makes a movie, and it's called The Imposter. Mm-hmm. And it comes alongside his record of the same title, and it follows the life of a
0: Christian artist. You mean kind of like God's Not Dead? Similar. As well as the Newsboys song, God's Not Dead? Similar, but this one... um. The ending has
1: this monologue in it and it really challenged me because he just basically found out at the end of the movie, as most Christian films do, um, he needs God and he needs Mm. to stop pretending. And that's where the movie ends. And the last line of it is, yeah, this is where the story ends. No happy fix, no sudden redemption, but a journey. And I love it because he not only addresses the, the trope within these Christian films. Right. But he also says, no, this is real life. It's going to take a little while. Why do you think that we, within these Christian films, sell a Jesus fixes everything in under two hours
0: type of framework? Because numbers is the goal. Mm. The goal is not to challenge people with these movies. Mm -hmm. The goal is not even, the goal is not even to get people to start having a conversation. The goal is to be like, watch this movie now don't you see that Jesus is the right answer let's get your name in the book let's get you on the on the docket on the team and now we can and now we can move on because you got you got it from here right yeah you believe mm-hmm. you understand who Jesus is what he did for you and that it's the only right answer so now you're good right it's anonymous you, you, get, you got it
1: it's anonymous uh discipleship it says hey, come on in check out this dark room where we're going to tell a cool story. By the way, Jesus fixes everything. Now go.
0: Right. And if you have problems, you know, Jesus. Yeah. Go go to your war go to your war closet and go you to know, your cop pray friend. pray fervently. Yeah. Now, I am not saying that you know, I I've I've dealt with tragedy in my life. I've dealt with internal Issues that are really, that I really struggle with. Yeah. I, I've, I've dealt with uh, mental problems that I really struggle with. Yeah. And I believe in Christ. He did not fix my anxiety disorder. Mm. He did not stop one of my best friends from dying. He did not stop uh, my my ex-wife from leaving me after having an affair. He didn't fix those things. Mm. I had to lean on Jesus when those things came about in my life. Yeah but they still sucked they were still things i have to deal with there's still things i have to work through i have to be on medication for a mental disorder yeah god didn't fix it but he provided an opportunity for me to talk to somebody who can give me a way to deal with it mm. that's what people need to hear jesus does not ma- jesus even says in the bible following me is not going to make your life better in fact it will probably make it worse but you have me. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to be easy. That doesn't mean you're not going to die. That doesn't mean you're not going to have shit that hurts, but you have me. You can lean on me. I think prayer works. I really believe that prayer works, but it is not the only answer. It is a part of the solution. It's a part of the journey as a whole. Absolutely. You know, whether you believe this is true or not, you know, the story of uh, of Peter walking on the water. Jesus was standing away from the boat and said, I need you to come to me. It wasn't Jesus walking on water to the boat, picking him up, putting him on the water and holding him the whole time and being like, see, yeah. you're doing this too. He had to get out. He had to take the first step mm-hmm. to walk on water. And as soon as he stopped trusting in God to protect him, he started to sink. It's that same idea. Believing in Jesus is not enough you have to act yeah as well and if you are a believer and you use this movie as propaganda you better be ready to take the journey with them and explain to them that like i know this movie introduced you to the power of jesus but like like any disney movie you know yeah things things are not always going to wrap up with a nice bow at the end mm-hmm. you're still going to have problems People are still going to hurt you. People are still going to die. You're going to go through some sucky stuff, but here's a way that can help you deal with it. Yeah. You know, here's something that can help provide answers. It's not the only answer though. It can't be right? because then everybody would do it. If it automatically fixed your life, why would anybody hold back from doing it? Mm -hmm. If it's it's like, you know, it's like a cure-all. Yeah. You know, you know, snake oil salesmen would do that. And it would be like, this thing will help you walk again. It'll grow your hair back. It'll make your thingy enormous that all the ladies will love you. Yep. So, well, yeah, well, I'll sure. take that. Absolutely. Thanks. I don't have any physical problems ever again. Perfect. Yeah. That's not relatable. And it's that's not
1: real. And that's how these films portray a relationship with Christ.
0: Absolutely. Do you use
1: these well, First of all, I gather you don't watch these as a as a Oh, it's Friday night. Let's check out Fireproof.
0: Well, here's here's the thing. If I'm if I'm looking to watch a movie on a, on a Friday night, kind of kind of thing where like I want to have a movie night, I'm going to tend to lean towards something that uh you know, I haven't seen but is generally made uh, by Hollywood. Cause sure. I like to watch everything that comes out yeah. eventually uh, with these Christian movies. I often will, cause I when up when I'm working from home, mm-hmm. I tend to have a movie on in the background okay. that I can glance up at, but that's usually something both Christian and secular yeah, that yeah, I don't yeah. have to fully pay yeah, attention to, 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 to know what's going on. Right. <laughs> that's when I will watch okay. your fireproof, your God's not dead, your war room. It's yeah. just kind of on. So that, I can have this conversation and not be like, this movie sucks. Well, have you seen it? No, but I know it sucks. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be that guy. So I want to know going into it, okay, here's why I don't think it works. Mm -hmm. Because I watched it, and this is what I'm gathering from it. Do you use these as –
1: this is going to open up a can of worms, but do you use these
0: as evangelistic tools? Absolutely not, ever. Talk to me about it. I use – The most important evangelistic tool you can use is relationship. Yep. That is the biggest evangelistic tool. Now, I have relationships with other people who love movies. I have watched some of these Christian movies with people of very strong faith Mm -hmm. who like them. And I've watched them with people of no faith. And we kind of do a, uh, (laughs) you know, mystery science theater riff on them. And it's like, this this was fun because this was awful. It was also terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So for me, I I can't use them as evangelistic tools because I don't think they serve that purpose. Okay. I think like any movie, they can foster a conversation mm-hmm. maybe about religion and say, now listen, like I know we just watched this movie, but you know that we're not all like that, right? Yeah, yeah. Or how can we take what is being portrayed here and make sure that, you know, if if I'm with someone else who believes the same as me and say, how can we make sure that we're not... Being that guy. Yeah. How can we do better? How can we make a movie or a, or a Christian quote unquote product that's better? Um, and for me, that's the most important thing to do with these movies is that they just foster conversation, yeah. but I don't think they're evangelistic tools because they're not meant to be relatable to people outside the church. Right. It's just supposed to be, there's a win for us. Yeah. We, yeah, we win. Yay.
1: So we talked about Thief in the Night and also uh, A Hiding Place came out in the 70s, which is the Corey ten Boom
0: right. uh, documentary. Which I look at differently because for me, The Hiding Place is like Luther. It's, it's a historical. Movie, it's a movie about a real person okay. who was a person of faith and how their faith helped them get through this horrible situation. Something like Chariots of Fire would fall into that too? Ab- absolutely. Okay. It's, some, it's a movie about a person. Uh, what was the one that came out uh, fairly recently? Not stronger. Uh, the one about the guy who had like lost his legs. Jake Gyllenhaal? No, that's, that's, that's stronger. stronger yeah. This is one that can- I can't remember what it is, but it's another like kind of Chariots of Fire story. It's about okay. an athlete. He had gone through something, lost his legs, found faith, and that's what... Helped him be able to move forward. Okay. Again, it's one of these movies where it's about someone who has a faith journey, but it's not a movie that says, see, God, God restored his legs because he believed in him." No, he yeah. didn't. He still had no legs. Right. But he was able to move forward because he found that through the struggle, he could lean on Jesus.
1: The, the 90s gave us more character studies with the Apostle Paul, Jacob, Samson and Delilah, even the animated Prince of Egypt. Uh, The aughts gave us Carmen, the champion. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: There's also Carmen Riot, where he's a a cop, and he's fighting T-Bone and Toby Mac, who are gang members. Sweet. I gotta check that out. It is. Um. And it's it's cut, like, you get, like, 15 minutes of movie and then a Carmen music video from the Riot album. Yes. It's- We got Facing the Giants,
1: we've got Courageous, as we talked about, Fireproof, God's Not
0: Dead, 1 through
1: 3. These films are not- stopping
0: oh absolutely not so because they because you have pure flicks the company that makes all these
1: right so what do you think is the uh the consequence maybe that's the wrong word What what do you think is the inevitable path that we're headed down because these things are still being made with equal fervor with equal rigor of this conservative mentality
0: I th- honestly, I think, I think the path that's that we're headed down is that when it comes to film, already when it comes to music, if you're a Christian artist, mm-hmm. you're not really taken seriously. Yeah. You can be like Pedro the Lion or like Bob Dylan in some of his albums. Mm-hmm. You can sing about faith. William Fitzsimmons is another one. You mm-hmm. there. These are not Christian artists. These are just musicians who had a moment where faith was a part of their life and they decided to write a song about it. Need to breathe, switchfoot, rely exactly. on. Exactly. These are yeah. these are bands that happen to be faith-based people who play music and it like everything in their life, relationships and tragedy and happiness and whatever, it just influences some of their art, their creation. Some right. of their creativity right, right, right. It, it, because it's a part of who they are. When you're making these movies out of propaganda, the problem is that with very Christian artists, nobody takes them seriously Mm. in most of the world unless you're in the church community. Mm -hmm. You're not going to get taken seriously. If they keep making these movies, Christians will go see them. Mega churches will rent out theaters so that you can bring your friend, bring your one, bring your witness and – Watch this movie and how amazing is it gonna be to see a movie where you don't have to worry about what's in it. Look, I have Disney for that. Yeah. And and they do it better. We're gonna watch they, Mulan all they, day long. They do it great. <laughs> and look, Mulan has a great story of if you believe strongly in something, you can you can beat the odds. Yeah. Now, Mulan didn't have faith in God, and that's what helped her beat the odds. Oh no, she's a can, Christian. But it can foster that sure. conversation of like, here is a woman who Beat the odds. She had to hide who she was so that she could influence people, so that she could fight the enemy, save her country. Mm-hmm. You know,
1: so which, as we're finding out now, is is some of the uh, the real life story of of authors like Dorothy Sayers and others who have written at the turn of the century and had to put on a moniker and and hide who they mm-hmm. actually were with male names to influence people some of the best writing one of my favorite books is by a woman who had to pretend she was a man mm-hmm. that's a great story absolutely you're not going to find
0: that in facing the giants no you're not you because it's 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 movies that make you as a member of the church community feel good because Mm -hmm. we win at the end of the movie and everybody comes to Jesus and everybody feels better. And it's, you know, chalk one up for chalk one up for the, for the Jesus team. So that that's the path we're going down is no one is going to take them seriously. No one is going to take movies about faith seriously, even good ones, Mm. because this is ruining it for all the other ones. To where they're going to start making movies even about people of faith, and they're going to leave that aspect out of it hmm. because that's going to turn everybody off. Right. Even if it's a part of the story that is done well and is influential in that person's life, I feel like that happened recently. Like there was a big movie that came out, and then all the churches were like, "Hey, that guy was a Christian." It's that movie I was talking about, oh, okay. not stronger, but the other, Something the like other that. one. He was a soldier. Unbroken. He was, he was yes, that's, that's it. it. Okay. Unbroken. Okay. Faith was a huge part of his story sure. and they left it out because people aren't going to relate sell. to it. It's not going to sell yeah. the same. Yeah. You know, wow. that's why when you have movies like One Night with the King, you have movies like Exodus, you know, uh, uh, um, Noah, yeah. they take a lot of the real faith aspects out of it because it's not going to sell. There's a story people are familiar with. Everybody sure. knows Noah's Ark. Everybody yeah. knows Moses saving the people from the Pharaoh. Mm-hmm. But if we talk about how Moses spoke to God in a burning bush, how Noah had daily communication with God, and that's why he was spared because mm-hmm. he was faithful, that's going to turn people off. That's not going to sell yeah. because these other stories, even if you wanted to include those aspects, these terrible stories are ruining the opportunity to do that and do it well. So what do we as the church
1: do about this? What what do you think our response should be? Trying to not necessarily save the dying industry, but what what's something that we can do as the church to to help this, to foster something different?
0: We in the church have spent a lot of times when it comes to movies protesting. Hmm. Like, don't, you know, we're going to stand outside the theater that's showing uh, The Exorcist or that's showing Rocky Horror or that's showing a Serbian film. And we're going to say, don't go and see these movies. They're, they're evil. They are the work of Satan. You're going to walk away not, you know, worse than when you went in. Yeah. Seeing those movies might affect you that way. My wife is very deeply affected by movies that have to do with possession and demons. She can't. That must work great for your marriage. Yeah. You love those. <laughs> I love those movies, but I watch them alone. Sure. You know, and it's it's one of those things where like she can't consume them because they just, they frighten her to her core. Yeah. Which is fine. I'm not saying those movies can't deeply affect someone mm-hmm. on a spiritual level, but- I think, honestly, not supporting some of these Christian movies, some, is going to help. You Mm -hmm. know, we can't, as a church, say, we're going to have a big church event and watch War Room and Fireproof, and we're going to write a book and a devotional that goes with it, and we're going to do a sermon series based on it, and we're going to have community groups that talk about it for the next four weeks. We can't do that that's the support as you were saying that i was like
1: oh damn that's it it's not necessarily just buying a ticket and going to the theater it's the entire movement that the church comes around it's the it's the small group study and it's doing the love dare and it's mm-hmm. you know breaking down the the courageous commitment and and all this other stuff that we we don't necessarily support the movie but we support the ideology
0: all right why are you having a ceremony to talk about how you're going to be not a shitty dad and not a shitty husband. Like just, just stop being shitty. <laughs> like just be, be involved in your kid's life. Yeah. Be be a partner to your spouse. Like yeah. why why do they they make these they make these just unrelatable, unrealistic things? Mm-hmm. I have to, you know, I'm gonna buy my wife flowers and all of a sudden she's gonna forget about the fact that I screamed in her face, and that I'd rather jack off to porn than be with her. Yeah, because I bought flowers one time because Ooh. I was a nice guy one time. <laughs> right. Just stop being an asshole, and all of a sudden that relationship will start to repair. Right, like relatable
1: relationships. I think is is the core of of pretty much what you're saying. Yes. <sighs> well, so stop.
0: It, I'm not saying don't ever watch these movies. I'm not saying that you can't. There's no way you can watch them and get nothing from it cuz it's nothing but garbage. I'm not saying that, but these movies are not well done. Yeah. They are not the best that should re- they are not the best of what should represent who we are as followers of Christ. Hmm. If you want a movie that's going to relate to people that you can have conversations about, you need to watch The Passion of the Christ, I think, can do that better. Yeah. A movie like Saved, which is a little more of a satire of mm-hmm. Christian culture, those are movies that I think you can watch and relate to and have a more emotional response, have better conversation yeah. than you can with something like Fireproof.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's it's just, it's not the same and it's not there. Secular people make better Christian movies mm-hmm. than Christians do. Yeah. Because I mean, I loved Noah. You can understand. I them. mean,
1: I, I get that that's a totally different uh, subject and category, right? But I loved the fact that there was a Jew making a, a story, and then all the Christians went, "Whoa, whoa, whoa that's not accurate." Well, it, does it need to be to tell a good story? It's a medium, and if we're actually going to influence and and be taken seriously, mm-hmm. we need to start telling better stories. We need to make those stories relatable.
0: We need to stop slapping Christian Um, on 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 art. Yeah, on on any art. Jesus didn't die for my album. Mm -hmm. He didn't die for my movie. He died for me, and it has affected my life. So that's going to naturally pour into some of my creativity. Yeah, I I I do not support the idea of secular art and Christian art. Mm. To me, there's art, which is there's good there's good art. and bad art. Yeah. You know, so stop making Christian movies, make a good movie, right. make a good story, or make something that's not good and purposefully make it, make it a satire. Yeah. Make it, make it something that will get people talking more than just saying, For the sake. Of, boy, right. that sucked. Right. Boy, that doesn't represent me or boy, look at how, that's how Christians are. I definitely get that now. Mm-hmm. I'm supported because they're all crazy people. Yeah. So as
1: we close, Chris, you're at the microphone. What's one thing you'd like to say to a church, your church, or the church community as a whole that might help us move in a positive direction? This could be on the topic that we just talked about or something that's just on your mind.
0: Um, I'm honestly, I think what I just said kind of covers yeah. that. Like don't make Christian art. Hmm. Make good art from from a pl- if you if you are a Christian, if you are a believer in Christ, make good art that maybe has a faith influence, mm-hmm. but make something that everyone can relate to, that everyone can conversate about and understand yeah make good art don't make Christian art, don't make secular art, make good art yeah make a good movie, tell a good story get good actors yeah do something good.
1: How many times have have actors done interviews and said, "I read the story and I was on board."
0: Ab- so many. Just make a good story, make good art so that many. actors want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And not totally agree. and not your D-list actors from the 90s who maybe kind of came to faith right at some point and Stephen that's why Baldwin. they're doing this. Stephen Baldwin, Kevin Sorbo, Melissa Joan Hart, Michael Bean who are not necessarily bad actors. No, but, but, but you're, not, you're not going to get A-list actors mm-hmm. unless you're making a good movie. Yeah. You don't even need A-list actors. Get good actors mm-hmm. who believe in the project more than because Jesus's name is slapped on it. Yeah. You serve a creative God. Make something that shows that.
1: Yeah. Chris, thanks so much for being on the show. Where can, oh, uh, my pe- pleasure. where can people find
0: you online? What's something you're working on? Something that people can follow? Um, well, you can uh, find uh, the podcast that I host, uh, Sanctum Sanctorum, on iTunes and on SoundCloud. And uh, we have a group for that in uh, the multiverse and on Instagram. You can follow me on Instagram at browncoatzombie if you want to do that. And uh, I'm working on another show. Uh that is kind of in the works right now and you know I'll Hopefully if I'm a guest on uh, The Dismantle again, that'll be up and running at the time and I can tell you about
1: that. Of course you will be. We've got so much to talk about. So much. But again, thank you so much for being on here. Yep. That wraps up this episode of The Dismantle. We'd love to hear your thoughts on the topic, your experience, and ways that we can continue to create community. Visit us at dismantlepod.com. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook. Even book a time on the show on our website. So until next time, don't complain about the things you're not willing to change.